0: The following program is a repeat of The Farm Show, which airs Thursday nights on KCLR from 7. Brought to you by tierlawnfarmlife.com This is The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you with thanks to tierlawnfarmlife.com
1: it's another week of organised pandemonium here on The Farm Show with the Lions Club Farm Auction running straight through the hour until 8 o'clock. We have a panel in studio, but first of all, we'll be heading over to George in a moment.
0: The annual Kilkenny Lions Club Farm Show Auction on KCLR. Call now to make your bid. 56 Now
1: we're... Uh, going to calm down for a little while anyway until George comes back in to create more uh, pandemonium I'm joined in studio by John Nolan uh, Carlo IFA County Executive Chairman, soon to be former Chairman and by Eamon Sheehan, Eamon has any number of hats but we'll put a uh, part of the IGA, the Grassland Association, uh, organising committee for their annual conference happening in January. That's the hat we'll put on them for uh, the time being, anyway. And we'll see where the conversation takes us. John Nolan, over from Carlo, you've just uh, you're just completing four years in 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 the job.
2: Good evening, Matt. I am. It's. Uh an unusual four years. I guess it was probably different for uh, for me than any of my predecessors because uh, the first two years of it, we were you know for was like most of society we were uh, we were we weren't allowed to do anything because of the the COVID pandemic. But yes, um, I became chair in January twenty twenty. I took over from George Collier and a month later two months later we were into a f- full lockdown and covid and uh, i suppose the, the, we began to you know experience meetings again maybe in the middle part to the end of twenty two thousand and twenty one. 2021 but it's been a it's be, been a busy four years it's a busy role have enjoyed it all uh, there's highs and lows i suppose there's not that many uh, highs really in the, in the business that we're doing but you know it's it, it, it was certainly very enjoyable uh, there's a lot of challenges uh, you know, I suppose climate change has been the biggest one since the start. Um, cap reform, uh, then I suppose in, in, in more recent times, the derogation. And that's just to name but a few, but it's, it, it, there's, there's always challenges in the role and for the association and all, for, for all farmer organizations and for farmers in general. But, you know, I suppose going forward, it, it's commodity prices, climate change will be the, the, the biggest ones to come
1: yeah certainly it'll be part of the the challenge package anyway and i can't help thinking when you mentioned covid how impressive it was that all of society but we'll, we'll instance uh, the farming community here how everyone adopted so quickly to online communication whether it was zoom calls or teams or whatever it took to keep the show on the road to keep communications open
2: that's right um so as i f a and you know ab- amongst the rest of society had ha- had no choice but to embrace it. we we you know we had to do that and i believe for um you know like you, you, this time 4 years ago online bidding in March would have been something that you you wouldn't be considering and from what I'm hearing, a lot of markets were struggling before COVID and online bidding and online trading has, has in some cases saved some of them. So, you know, like silver linings and all of that. But, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, you know, like online and, uh, online zoom meetings and, you know, various different things like that. It has, it has changed society in a lot of ways. An awful lot of people who never, you know, aside from farming, who never dreamed of working from home in the past are now working from home two and three days a week. And, and that's, it's a trend that's continuing. Now look, people have gone back to the offices as well. Of course they have, but in the main, there's been a change. And, you know, from an, a climate change point of view, that'll help things too. You know, less people on the road, less fossil fuels being burnt in the so on,
1: Eamon um, Sheehan On that point, you, you, you still can't beat the the personal touch. So, you, sorry, um, I was. You know, you still can't beat the personal touch of of meeting of, people of and meeting people. organizing oh. physical meetings.
3: Yeah, I think to be fair, um, to be fair, a lot of the time um, with that, Matt, I think all of us kind of got into the habit of, you know, I suppose became a little bit introverts in a way and getting back out in person and being able to have that chat with your friends and family and uh, you know other farmers you just you open up a lot better um and even the social interaction afterwards you go away from that uh, meeting feeling a lot more positive
1: yeah and i know for for the initial couple of years there 20 and 21 the dairy conference, the IGA's, the Grassland Association's Dairy Conference had to go online and, and it worked very well, but resumption of normal business now come January.
3: Yeah, normal business uh, as has resumed and on the 9th and 10th of January this coming uh, spring um, they have a two-day event. Uh, the evening before the gala night in the Charleville Park Hotel in Cork um, is going to be hosted by Dr Paddy Wall. And there's great, like, it's, it's a great social event. Um, the IGA, uh, conferences are really something that should be on the calendar on a yearly basis. But the evening before is a great opportunity to network with, um, with your friends and, and colleagues. And there's great value there for the, for the night before. There's uh, 45 euros per person for uh, dinner and um, dinner and the in, the interview with uh, Paddy Wall there's um, an opportunity there for a group discount for discussion groups uh, for a table of 10 for 390 euros and that can be purchased directly from the Charleville Hotel um, but yeah last year was fantastic uh, it went on into the early hours of the morning and the following day uh, had a lot going on as well but um, it was well, very well attended and it sells out very early so if you're thinking about it you'd want to get the let out and uh, book your book your ticket and you can do that online on the IGA website you can do that online the IGA website there is a um, there's an early bird value uh, up until the 15th of December so for members um get out there get it booked either online or with more calorie direct and um, especially the night before as well um, that needs to be booked through uh, charleville park hotel
1: yeah and of course Paddy wall all was a very provocative speaker
3: Uh, Paddy's a great entertainer at all times. Yeah. You never, you never know where the conversation is going to go, but it's always going to be entertaining. Yeah. And I know
1: a a, a lot of networking goes on and people meeting up with friends they haven't met in a long time discussing what works and what doesn't work and, uh, different approaches to pasture management now in terms of multi-species swards and clover inclusion and so on and so forth. But, um, one particular I want you to, to, uh, hone in on for a moment, GD Young. He's farmed in a couple of countries, back in Ireland now.
3: Yeah, GD Young is uh, very impressive and uh, he'll be speaking on the second session of the, of the January the 10th. So, uh, originally um, a Scottish uh, Scotsman, he's now farming in uh, Westmeath and they're milking 400 cows um and he began his career in the in the mid 90s uh when he returned home on his family farm with 120 cows so um very interesting guy um very driven and uh, a good a good a good person to listen to
1: yeah and uh, ultimately it's an opportunity as if there is a slack time of the year just before the calving starts anyway it's, a, it's an opportunity to take a deep breath and have a chat, relax for the for 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 the day and then into calving for
3: uh, towards the end of January for yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's not long about coming around, so it's nice to make the most of the break, you know. And it's nice to get a bit of a blowout before the calving season as well, because once that kicks off, there's not going to be much downtime until uh, until we get into the middle of April.
1: Yeah, we might touch on a few other of the uh, IGA topics in a few minutes, but uh, John Nolan, your um your your time frame, your lifestyle for 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 the coming period uh, o- on the farm, I
2: mean. On the farm, um, we keep sheep at home Matt. so we'll be lambing uh from the middle of march on it 's uh and sheep farms at the minute is generally a quiet time The rams are you know they 've been taken away from yours now so it's uh it's it 's just generally feeding and maintaining maintaining the flock between now and scanning, and then when scanning happens you 'll divide the flock into you know, the, the singles and doubles and triplets and feed them accordingly. Uh, it, and then it gets busier then kind of from mid, 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 uh, on. So, um, yeah, it, it look, it's, there's, there's always work to be done. The work is never, it's never completed and there's always maintenance and other things to do in, in your downtime. But, uh, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm always curious, uh, do you lamb indoors or outdoors or what's the protocol? Indoors Indoors, indoors uh, And out indoors. then
1: if you can at all As soon as possible
2: uh, uh, Yes yeah, you, you get them in um, get, get them out as quick as possible It's all down to the weather The weather will dictate everything You know If you meet a nice dry mile time to go out straight away And if not then You have you have to hold them in You know But get them out Get them out to grass As quick as possible The same as the dairying business Early grass And you know like We're a grass based system In this country That's what we do best And make the best of it
0: the Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by com.
1: Now for anyone looking for a hugely useful Christmas present for their spouse, the ACA Farmers Handbook 2024 has been recently published. It's been on the road for a long, long time and absolutely chock full of useful information. I'm just strumming through the pages here before I introduce the lead author. There's taxation, there's pensions, welfare and health benefits, farm business management, farming in harmony with the environment, farm buildings, farm enterprise planning and budgets. Martin O'Sullivan of the Agricultural Consultants Association, it really is a comprehensive uh, go-to book for farmers and indeed for agricultural specialists.
4: Yes, thank you, Matt. Yeah, I, I, I suppose what it really reflects is the fact that I have been advising farmers in relation to their financial affairs and their taxation affairs and various other affairs for 40 years or more. And I think over those years, like that's the 31st edition. So over over the last 31 years, I think what's in that has kind of evolved, has grown in line with the demands that I was finding, the sort of information that farmers needed. So it's a reflection of that, really.
1: The timing of the publication is important, I think, because you take into account any budgetary changes, policy updates, what's uh, in, set in stone for next year.
4: It's extraordinarily up to date. Every year we, we bring it out after the budget. And back in the days when the budget was in December, it was absolute mayhem for a week or two in December trying to get it out before Christmas. But thankfully, the budget is now in October and we're able to have it ready for the new year and even for the Christmas market, which is is great because it's it's up to date information as up to date as we can have it
1: in terms then of its its reach
4: uh, your your audience martin one would think it's primarily farmers but i think there are very few accountants in the country dealing with farmers that don't use it very few solicitors i think also certainly going by the sales so it's it's as much an advisor's book so professional's book Handbook as it is a farmer's handbook, but it's geared to be readable and usable by everybody.
1: see farming on the lawn, you've got uh, the making of a will and so on. Farming is an extraordinarily complex op- occupation, Martin, at this stage.
4: Absolutely. You've just touched there on the making of will. Succession has has always been a big issue. But I think in the last 10 or 15 years, I have found the demand for advice on on succession issues to have grown literally exponentially, I think. And it's I suppose it's because farmers are becoming maybe more conscious of the tax consequences and the various legal consequences of not doing things right. Maybe they weren't as conscious of that before, but certainly, yeah, it's, there's a myriad of areas that farmers need to be up to speed on today It looks, you know yourself, the business has become, administration has become a huge part of farming. And I suppose, look, that's what the handbook reflects.
1: And Martin, if I could pause the the button on the book itself for a moment and look forward somewhat. Reasonably positive outlook for 2024 across the main enterprises?
4: Well, hopefully, Matt, it'll be better than 2023, because 2023 was certainly a difficult year, having followed on from a very good 22, you know, for the likes of tillage farmers, even dairy farmers. A repeat of 23 would not be good, particularly tillage farmers in, in my part of the country. They really had a bad year and another year would could spell the end of some of them. Dairy farmers are, are just about treading water. Another year similar to 2023 would not be good. But I think the outlook, hopefully, somewhat positive for milk. Hopefully, might be better for beef. You never know with beef and the whole tillage thing, anybody's guess.
1: The Farmer's Handbook, where is it available?
4: Well, certainly all uh, bookshops in some other shops, the likes of central shops and supermarkets and that. Some of them, not all of them. Uh, but it's available online at www.farmershandbook.ie where it can be either ordered uh, to be posted out or else to order or to get a a, a downloadable version so one of those sources should should work
1: I, I see the price tag on it is 19 euro I would have to endorse it and say that there's far more than 19 euros worth of value in it for anyone at all involved in a farm business Mark thank you very much for contributing to the program tonight and the best of luck with your publication thank you Matt my pleasure I had hoped to have, uh, several copies of the book, uh, to, uh, distribute to some lucky listeners, but that'll have to wait till next week. It's, it's somewhere in the Christmas Post. It'll arrive in due course and, uh, be, be ready for, to uh, sign up for a freebie, uh, next week. Our, our, generosity knows no ends. Uh, Eamon, Eamon Sheehan and John Nolan, uh, remain with us in studio. Eamon and John, but both of you, but Eamon, in this instance, you're both very familiar with the with the book, and it's been going now for over thirty years. That itself uh, suggests the uh, the benefits of it and the success of it.
3: Yeah, I think it uh, generally tends to be a great Christmas gift in our household anyway. That and Old Moore's Almanac every year make it into the list. And, um, look, it's, it's a great opportunity to have, um, that information at hand across all sectors, you know, from, from, uh, inheritance down to farm buildings,
2: you know. So, um, there's a bit of everything in there for everyone really. Yeah, John, you, you'd be of similar thought. I would Matt Um, I buy it every year myself Uh, there's there's so much information in it and you know it's a wonderful publication and they're great to do it but the the, the, the in-depth knowledge and uh, information that you want, it's it's all in there. And it's um, I suppose in our house, you you mentioned A. M. and this was that, and the, the Guinness Book of Records are two books that come into the come into the house every Christmas. So uh, yeah, that's no, a great read, and well done to those to put it together.
1: Straight over to Eric Driver for the Tallow Mart report.
0: Another very large sale today in Tullo here. We're preparing for the Christmas, I suppose, with the top prices there today being uh, 52 kilos there, making 161 today. But the majority of those well-fleshed lambs they are holding steady on last week's prices there from 148. Up to 155, and then we're in 48 kilos up to 51 and 2 kilos. The store trade here, good lively store trade, then lighter stores, 30 to 35 kilos, they're selling in the region there from the high 80s up to 105 or 6 euro there, with the 37 and 8 kilos up to 41 and 2 kilos, selling there from 110 and 12 up to the mid 120s. While we'll see the 43s and 4s up to 47 and 8 there, they're selling there from 125 up to 140. And a lively trade there for the flesh in those prices. We're looking to this cash joe trade there. No great change there at the cash yos. The store yos there from 120 to 150 with the kilos. Some heavy yos up to 180, 190, even in excess of two euro there for the proper Texel, Charlotte cross yos, around 100 kilos. With uh, the first entry of yos uh, in lam yos here today, and we'll have all about them next week. Just to say that on Friday we have our weekly cattle sale. Weanlings penned after the cattle on Friday, so that's weanlings penned after the cattle, and there is a large number of farmers look there for weaning type stock and uh, we will be back again here again next Tuesday next Tuesday with a weekly sheep sale thank you
1: and that was Eric with a on the spot uh, sheep report uh, uh, astute as ever Eamon Sheehan be very remiss of me I've done it in your absence I want to congratulate you personally belatedly perhaps on uh, your diploma from Lawn and Baileys uh, uh, from
3: UCC well done thanks very much matt um look it's a a great opportunity uh to do it and it was the first year that um tierland sponsored it and the second year is up and running now again so um look it's 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 environmental sustainability is it's a big buzzword it's not going away it's very important and agriculture is constantly stepping up to the mark to improve on what they're doing so um for anybody I suppose looking that may be of any interest um in in doing something like this there yeah. be opportunities this summer to, uh, to apply again, and the course will start again next uh, next September.
1: Usually positive, and Thomas Ryan of Lawn speaks about it uh, regularly on this program. Eamon, while you're there, uh, the whole you mentioned sustainability. Great to see the FBD family of companies, I'll put it that way, investing in a new animal and grassland research centre named after the late Parig Walsh uh, in uh, Moore Park, going to be developed at a significant cost. They're putting a, they're putting their their money where their mouth is, and uh, great to um dedicate it to Parik Walsh who uh, of course a former president of the Grassland Association.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was it was fantastic to see Parik uh, acknowledged and um yeah, it was great to see him he was acknowledged at the the um Nuffield Conference as well last month as well and through a perpetual trophy. But um look, it's any 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 investment um in, in and funding that'll go towards um, you know, studying and improving how we farm is, is worthy of Worthy of, uh, worthy of of, of uh, a mention anyway.
1: Absolutely. John Nolan, I won't say you're in full election mode, almost winding to a, 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 an end at this stage, John, because the presidential and deputy presidential election votes are being held next week. Uh, are all the votes in?
2: Um, the, the close of, um, the, the close, uh, Matt is, uh, 5 p.m., I think, on the 11th. As you said, the count is next, uh, next Tuesday, the 12th in the Castle Lock Hotel. So I, I wouldn't say they're all in yet. There'll be some arriving on, on, on Monday. So, um, yeah, it, it will, will, will know after Tuesday who our new president and deputy president will be. And there are also three, Three, uh, elections for, for regional chairs, um, and, uh, as you know, sure, the candidates for president are Francie Gorman Leash and Martin Stapleton Limerick and, uh, for deputy president, um, Alice, uh, Doyle Wexford, originally a Carla woman. Uh, she's still, she'll always, she still, she's still, she's, she's, she's still always a Carla woman. And of course, uh, Pat Murphy from, uh, from, from Galway. But, uh, yeah, look, it's exciting. You know, we, 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 we you know, it's a different system this year. It's a postal vote. Went away from the traditional uh, traditional method of, you know, where you turn up at your AGM and you cast your vote. So we, we hope the turnout will be greater than it has been in, in previous elections. And um, we'll know more next Tuesday. So, you know, it's exciting times, yes.
1: Yeah, and if anyone does have that... Uh Uh, election vote still on the the mantelpiece or the dresser get it away tomorrow and there's every chance it'll be included in the count.
2: Hopefully yeah get into the post first thing in the morning and hopefully we'll have it Monday evening for the count Tuesday and I just concur with what you said earlier to say well done to Eamon and uh, just also to mention you know it's great to see that Parik Walsh's name will continue in in, in, uh, what FBD are doing in that trust so well done to that too.
1: Absolutely. Eamon, going back to the Grassland uh, Conference, it, it has been hugely industrious over the years, continues to be, because not only does it hold its, its annual uh, conferences across the three uh, main livestock enterprises, but it, it runs a series of summer tours as well, of course.
3: Yeah, it does. And, um, it's, you know, for students, there's, uh, student days and there's beef and sheep days. So it's not just solely based around the dairy industry. Um, so there's great opportunities for everyone to be involved in it. And the focus is always, um, based on what we're best at doing is growing grass and, um, and producing, producing as much as we can from there. Um, and there's always a very, very good lineup, you know, so I think, um, if if you're not a member, it's it's quite uh, it's quite cheap to to uh, to be a member, and there's also great uh, benefits afterwards. And actually, for the student events, they're all they're all free. You know, so a lot of the agricultural students' days out are are all um,
5: sponsored.
1: Now, you want to deliver the March report now?
5: Well, I, I don't even have it with me, Matt. Then but on you, the top you go away, gather I, your I thoughts go away, I go back. away. Yes, I will do that, and, and I will return. And come
1: back, and we'll keep you Th- then. For thank the rest you very of much, Matthew. Thank you. Lovely. My panel is still in studio Uh, John Nolan of Carlow IFA Eamon Sheehan uh, also of IFA and Kilkenny uh, outgoing secretary of the county executive but uh, in this instance a member of the organising committee for the IGA Dairy Conference happening in early January. (laughs) Gentlemen both of you were listening to Martin O'Sullivan they're talking not only about the the, the publication of the Agricultural Consultants annual uh, book, uh, Farmers Handbook but also about where commodities might go in the new year John uh, and he did he did start to hope that uh, cattle prices beef prices might improve but it's it's always a might and a wish Uh, it could happen it's not subject to any clear uh, pattern and very hard to plan Uh,
2: it is um, look sometimes commodities improve but at the misfortune of some other part of the world maybe weather related or whatever I think there's a consensus out there that the milk prices are on the rise. Um, grain at the minute is not good. Uh, the forward price of it isn't good at the minute. So you know we've just wait and see. And the the, the volume of winter crops sown or in parts of the country are very low because of the weather that we're after having. Uh, from my own point of view, sheep. Sure, uh, I'm hoping it'll be it'll be a good year. It, it, they're holding steady at the minute. And beef, we, we hope so too. You know. Know. But um, it's crystal ball stuff, Matt, we don't know. We're just ho- hoping that uh, prices will hold them. And also, from the other side of it, that costs and the the, the, the costs will certainly not increase. You know, we, we, the margins are tight enough in many commodities and we're hoping that the, the costs uh, level out and come back in uh, certain areas.
1: Yeah, and it might be wishful thinking, Eamon, but uh, the hope is that all the all the improvements all the potential bonuses will come to bear on beef prices ultimately and and assist in 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 putting them on a different plateau a higher a higher a higher level for instance the uh geographical indication the PGI for Irish grass-fed beef it'll probably be a slow burner but it should help in the long run
3: well, as, as long as it gets down to the, the primary, primary producer's pockets now and doesn't get swallowed up along the line like a lot of things. Um, look, it's, it's great to see it and it's great to see it acknowledged as well. But, um, unfortunately, in a lot of those cases, um, the paperwork and everything else that goes along with it, um, takes the, takes the good out of it. Um, you know, sucker farmers are generally having a tough time of it over the years. Um, I was one in a previous life and it was never simple, but, um, it would like to, it would be nice to see them see them benefit from it
1: yeah and of course uh, your y- your heart has to go out to tillage farmers because it was never ending from last autumn to this autumn it was constant battling against mainly the weather I know prices inputs everything but you can handle most things but the weather you have no influence over whatsoever
3: no it had it had to be in the soul destroying for them throughout the year and any of the farmers till, tillage farmers have been talking to lately there's less than 30% of what they'd normally have down in uh, winter crop zone um, so it doesn't look like there's any simple solution to it um, any of the any of the aid packages that were offered to them as well um, look might be better than nothing but it's it's not going to swallow any of the costs you know I think the majority of them 900 euros an acre is what it's costing them to produce a crop you know so
1: yeah we'll hope for the best and uh, ultimately you know the fact that even now it's impacted on next year's crops isn't good and potatoes and vegetables all under pressure as well we're going to take a a, ad break and we'll be back straight after that with George's Smart Report
0: The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe brought to you by tierlawnfarmlife.com KCLR Mart Report Sponsored by Kilkenny Livestock Mart Serving the farming
5: community for over 60 years So there we go The um, uh, Mart Report today 920 cattle on offer Matt And that's uh, a county where we had two hundred. 40 cull cows on Tuesday and the Tuesday situation is going well because it means that the heifers can start that much earlier and as Eamon said, a great man to produce cattle in his time when he was a suckler farmer, now a top quality uh, dairy farmer also but um, as I said, quality cattle are selling very well. Um, the, the, it's helped by Northern Ireland trade. Also I think there's a, sh- a scarcity out there plenty of agents uh, operating for factories and as I said a, a fact that we have Northern Ireland buyer in the mix is, is good to see. 600 kilo kilo plus bullocks range from 2,46 to 3,20 per kilo that's uh, these were heavy cattle mind you 1,580 to 2,480 and that bullock weighed in at 8,40 kilo and made 2,480 uh, the 5 to 600 kilo bullock from 2 euro to 3,20 per kilo 1,060 to 1,900 euro per head 4 to 500 kilo bullock from 1,90 to 3,15 per kilo 7,70 1,410 per head under 400 kilo 1,80 to 3,27 per kilo from 400 euro to 1200 euro per head Tuesday's cold cows going very well so if you have cold cows enter them you have two more Tuesdays actually due to the fact where uh, our last sale will be the 19th and next week's sale of cattle will be the 14th and that's the final for heifers and bullocks but the cow sale will be run on, this, on the 19th which is Tuesday Frigian cold cows range from 70 euro to 230 per kilo the continent is from 145 to 260 per kilo 250 on offer 250 sold beef heifers from uh, 245 to three twenty-five per kilo. That's sixteen seventy to twenty-one seventy per head. Forward store heifers. Here comes Eddie from two three five to three o five per kilo. That's a price range of eleven fifty to fourteen ten per head. And light store heifers from one eighty to three o nine per kilo, or from four eighty to eleven twenty per head. I, I won't give you the sheep. We'll have a sheep sale on Monday next, and we've uh, that's on next Monday. Tuesday winning sale, ankle cow sale on Thursday. Our general cattle sale the eighteenth of December. That's uh, Monday the eighteenth of December. A sheep and dairy sale the 90th of December will be the final sale of the of the year in Kilkenny Mart and that will be for colcows. and we thank you thank you thank you thanks Martin thanks Matt and uh, the boys inside. Eddie's over there um, the, who else is over there and Philip and jo- jo- John and Carmel of course and F- uh, Philip of course all in the office 056 uh, 7796223 uh, Martin Bridgman you're a star Matt thank you very very much uh, over to you lads to finish out the programme thank you
1: no that thank Thank you very much, uh, George and Eddie, for coming into studio and uh, your fellow Lions members out there. And remember, no expenses taken for any of the uh, money that's raised. It all goes to deserving causes and uh, at this time of the year, particularly badly needed and uh, hugely successful. And we add our thanks to uh, both the service providers who have uh, donated uh, services and uh, items for auction and to our listeners who have very generously bid on them and in many cases purchase them and well you may wear on that. Um, just before we, uh, conclude the program, Eamon Sheehan, I see Paul O'Brien, uh, concluding a very successful term as environment chairman and, uh, there's a new face on the, on the national scene as well.
3: Yeah, um, hopefully now we'll be uh, there for the count for for Paul and see him going in as uh, South and South Leinster chair. Uh, but on the business committee chair, uh, Bill O'Keefe was uh, was elected there today, taken over from uh, Rosemary McDonough. So um, he's been on the committee. So it's great to see him. Great to see him getting uh, elected to chairman now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because John Nolan, you know from four years experience, uh, there's a certain amount of, uh, time and effort sacrificed on behalf of, uh, you know, a volunt, what is an, essentially a voluntary organization with a professional executive attached.
2: Definitely, Matt. Um, I remember. It was many years ago now. I started my time active in IFA, and somebody said that the higher up you get, the higher up the ladder you get. The one thing it will always suffer is that your own farm at home. That's always going to be the case. And for anybody that does these things, whether it's IFA or whatever other walk of life, that, you know, it's it's a great it's a commitment. And you know, these people have got to be applauded. I'd like to just, you know, from a uh, Carlo point of view, congratulate uh, Bill on his election as uh, chair of the farm business. Committee and uh, wish all the outgoing officers, Rosemary McDonald and all the other officers, uh, all, all, all the very best. You know, I started my uh, time in IFA and the Farm Business Committee uh, nearly tw- 20 years ago, and it's, it does an awful lot of good work and uh, a hugely important committee for for the association.
1: Um, and I think the last word will probably be yours, apart from me signing out in a, in a, in a moment or so, but. Uh Remind people again of that uh, Grassland Dairy Conference happening in early January, just post-Christmas.
3: Thanks, Matt. Yeah, um, you have but, Sorry, thanks, Matt. We have until the 15th of this month to get your early bird discount. So um, get online um, on Irish Grassland Association or you can ring more Calorie Direct. Um, but yeah, the 9th and 10th of January in Charleville Park Hotel. And uh the watch but then again there's other events throughout the year, the sheep one in May, June for the beef one and dare extravaganza in July. John, you wanted one last word.
2: One very quick thing, Matt. Uh, from a Carlo point of view, I'd just like to congratulate Thomas Borges, won an international competition for Cheddar Cheese, and Eamon Tracy, world champion ploughman. So, you know, they're two great achievements.
1: No, no end to Carlo ta- talent. Thank you, John. Thank you, Eamon. Thanks to Martin, who produced and engineered, and uh, to the Lions Club for making it interesting and energetic tonight. For me, Matt O'Keefe, farm well, farm safely, good night,
0: and goodbye. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by tierlawnfarmlife.com.